What's going on, everybody? I'm back. Um, no Jane Gavi show today. Uh, got something a little special planned for you guys. I think you're going to like it. Uh, honestly, though, um, yeah, this is going to be very different than uh, than what you're used to. Uh, but I thought I would celebrate because a year ago, uh, well, now it's a little past a year, a year and two days ago, three days ago, uh, was the anniversary that I released my first podcast. Um, so I released that back. I released my first episode on October 31st, 2020. The date that I'm recording this is November 3rd, uh, 2021. So it's been a year. It's been a year with this. Um, it's been a year of me grinding this podcast. Uh, and I've gone through a lot of phases, gone through quite the journey, I feel like, in in, uh, in a year. Um, there's still way more to go. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see where everything goes and all that. But uh, it's been a year. And that is, I, I feel like that's a little accomplishment. So pat, pat myself on the back a little bit. You, you survived your first year of podcasting. and You did it pretty consistently. It didn't really take that many breaks. So shout out to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Anyway, so I figured, I was like, what do you want to do for your year anniversary to the podcast? You know, the ultimate love of your life. And I was like, well, I want to make a podcast about it. So that's exactly what I'm going to do today. It's the Ching, I'm going to call it the Chingavi special one year in the game. And so just going to talk a lot about, you know, what, what I've been up to the last year, what's the journey been like ups downs middles whatever it is you know that comes to mind we'll we'll shoot and uh we're just gonna kind of see how this goes so let's get right into it the humble start how did this whole podcast start this is like the most unique question that i get right like everybody asks this when they find out that i have a podcast they're like so like how how did you how did you get started in this whole podcasting journey like i feel like you they're like oh did joe rogan inspire you did you know since my brother raps for those of you that are og fans and watch that interview you know like did he inspire you honestly no to both those things um i really i'm not a i was never a big podcast listener um or even like a big like content consumer before i started this um, I always known I wanted to do content. I always known I wanted to make something of like, you know, myself. Uh, and I actually used to write in high school. So for those of you that have been following for a real long time, my creative journey, uh, know that I used to write in high school. And so I used to have this blog. It's somewhere on the internet. You can probably find it if you really wanted to. I will not reveal the name because I don't want you guys hating on my writing. Uh, but I used to write a bunch of things in high school about like feelings, teenage angst, you know, like uh, just various different thoughts that I had circulating in my brain. And I I would write. And that was like kind of how I would express myself. And I did that for three years on and off. And eventually I got to college and this was back when I was in legit school and I went to college and I quickly, and I got there and I wanted to be a writing major. That was my goal. Um, it wasn't to, uh, you know, do content or, you know, make videos even like actually like editing videos freaking freaked me out. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I get to college. 
I, I'm like, I want to write. And that's my goal. Get to college three days later, like literally like four weeks later. I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to write. Like this is, this is ass. Like I, I cannot do this. And I just, I went through like that year, the whole like freshman, uh, year like my whole freshman year i went through this whole career crisis i was like what the fuck am i gonna do like i came here to write i came to college to write but now i don't know what to do i you know i went i went through it on the changabi show i went through like a variety of different paths and all this stuff but I, in the midst of all of this i was trying to create and like i wrote a couple things but like they sucked and i hated it and it was bad and i didn't want to write i didn't want to write but i didn't you know any of this stuff then coronavirus hits we all get home and it's like fuck like that's uh you know that's ass <laughs> and so we're all stuck at home and this is like the time where creators should like be thriving you know it's like you have infinite amounts of time to do whatever it is you love and i had nothing to do because i hated writing at that point i literally despised writing i would write and i would be like yeah no i can't do this not nah. It's just, it, it just can't, I can't like, there was just a block in my head and I feel like I almost couldn't, I couldn't write more than like 500 words without me like freaking out. I couldn't write. I couldn't write. I could not, I still can't tell you what it is. I, it's very hard. Writing for me has to happen very impulsively. Like I, I cannot sit in a spot and force myself to write. And when I force myself to write, I hate the product. And so I will never, ever show it to people. But, and that was what quarantine was quarantine was fucking tough. You know, it started, there was a lot of creative blocks there. I went through a lot mentally. I, it was just creatively. I was out of fucking low. I could not write. I could not produce anything. I didn't know what I was doing. So I took a break really. And I didn't do much for like three months. I fucking vegetated at home. I literally sat under the covers, just slept till like 12 every day. Uh, had zero set schedule. Um, drank alcohol uh you know occasionally that was probably the only scheduled thing i had the only scheduled appointment and uh that was about it that was about it like i i know that makes me sound like a fucking you know addict or something i wasn't but you know i, I literally wasn't doing anything i really wasn't doing anything i was I, I wasn't doing anything at all i didn't know where i was going in life school was you know up in the air and all that stuff and i was doing school online whatever but it was it was sucky it was sucky it was terrible Point being, I thought I wanted to do all this, but then, then, <laughs> like September hit and things started to kind of turn the corner. I, you know, I decided that I was going to take classes online in the fall and then, you know, take a leave of absence from school, really, you know, try to figure out whatever it is I wanted to do. Um, took classes at the community college, realized that, you know, school going back to college didn't make sense. Uh, and then I realized like, oh shit, like I don't think like going back to college in in general like makes any sense at all and basically just said fuck you to four-year school went to two went to my community college signed up for classes and at this point like creative block was still bad but you know i was trying i was working so i had a little bit of something to do I school had started so you know i had that and then and then one day I was just, I don't know what I was doing. I was on Amazon for some freaking reason. And you know how you like peruse on Amazon? You don't really buy anything. You just kind of go through the good deals. And I think I was on Prime and I was looking at all the good stuff. And suddenly like I found this like microphone set. And I was like, and it was literally, it was like 70 or 80 bucks. 
and I had like extra Amazon money from my birthday or whatever, something like that. Um, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And, and I was, th- I'd been thinking about like starting, you know, a podcast for like some time during quarantine, you know, I had had the idea like pop into my brain and, and I'd never really executed on it, but it was like there. And then I saw the microphone set and it kind of like that idea sort of like festered itself in my head again. And I was like, Oh, 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 podcast. That sounds fun. And then like it, 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 it I, I kind of left it alone for a while and then I came back and there was just something in my head that was like eating at me and it was like you gotta do this like why don't you do it why don't you give this a shot why don't we see what happens and then before you knew it like boom like I bought a microphone set and you know with all my Amazon gift cards that people gave me for my birthday so shout out to you guys and then just cashed out uh, cashed out all the Amazon gift cards paid like 10 bucks for the microphone set and then got it shipped to my house, set it up. And then I was like, okay, I guess we're going to start. And that was kind of how the whole idea began. Uh, and then I like, I, I like got the channel on YouTube in like September. I'd gotten a YouTube channel in September because I was like, I kind of want to do something with this. And then I, I came up with the name Essential question podcast, just really randomly. Uh, I don't actually remember how I did, but I just kind of came up with it. And then boom, you know, like things just kind of, it was a domino effect, you know. You you put the first action into place, and then everything else just kind of fell fell into place as well. And so, you know, it was it was pretty crazy. And then, you know, things kind of started going from there. But, dude, like, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, two years ago, if you had told me when I was in the dorms, like trying to figure out my life, trying to figure out like what I want to do, I still am trying to figure out my life in so many ways. Fa- phases and forms and if you ask my parents they probably would tell you that I don't have anything together which is 98% true um <laughs> but two years ago like when I was in the dorms I was I was and thinking about what I was doing like if you told me like oh you're gonna have your own podcast and you're gonna have like the very smallest of platforms but you're gonna love it and I would be like oh my god I really hope I didn't get canceled by now like that was honestly like I had such a bad like self-conscious anxiety of getting like canceled or any of that, that like I would not share my opinion to the world um, whatsoever, which is, you know, kind of, which was scary and weird and all that, but it is what it is, you know? Um, now, <laughs> now I feel like I've gotten over that fear a lot. I've shared some controversial opinions. I've kind of gotten that out of the way. I've gotten the people that hate me uh, in my DMs. That's fine. That's fine. It just, it's a matter of, of getting over it. And you have to understand that people don't care, but we have more to talk about. This is just the beginning. Let's talk about the first interviews. Like, what were those like? I get a lot of questions that are like, dude, how did you get this thing going? And I think like when you commit to something, when you when I like bought that microphone set for whatever it was, 90 bucks on Amazon, this baby right here, this microphone set, uh, you know, when I paid the money, when I checked out at Amazon, I was like, okay, you're putting a commitment down. You're putting money down to try and make this a reality. And when you commit to something, the hardest thing is to like follow through on it. And that was like my main thing was like, wow, you may have bought this micro. I hope you didn't buy this microphone set for nothing. I hope you put in the fucking hours on this thing. And I hope it breaks because you work on it so much. And then I was like, all right, yeah, it better. Like it better fucking break. Like that was my thing was like the only way this microphone set will break is if I just continue to use it, use it, use it to the point where like the software or something like F's up in it. So yeah, but 
again, like I get it. The hardest thing with like the podcast and all of this stuff is like to go that next step, like get that first episode out there. But I really started to kind of like take steps out of my comfort zone, you know, um, like putting thoughts on the internet, like the early thought of the weeks, you know, like putting all that stuff and like really just kind of like seeing what the reaction would be, like seeing what my friends would say, right? Because I mean, those were the only people that would really watch it first and and all that stuff. And then, and then like, you know, and you guys might be thinking like, Anish, didn't you just like put your blog out on the internet? Yeah, I did. You know, like that, that to me was way easier because you could edit it. It was all writing. So you could, they couldn't see a face. Like you, there was no face to the thoughts, you know, it was just words on a page and it wasn't like, you know, a full like vocal quote and like conscious stream of thought. Like well, I'm talking now, right. I'm communicating to you my ideas. This is like a conscious stream of thought. You have a face to my name. You see the wall behind me. I'm an I'm more, I, we have more of a relationship in this situation with the blog. You're just looking at my words. You don't know who I look like. You don't know where I'm at. You don't know where I'm writing this. You don't know anything about me. You can just read the words and it's just the fully polished best self of you, right? This is like, oh shit. Like <laughs> they, they can see my face now. Like they, they know they have names to the face. Like it's, it's a whole or they have words to the face and it's this whole like separate other concept of like, Oh my judgment and all this stuff. Um, and you know, I, I, of course, like I think as any, I don't know if all content creators are scared of judgment, but I definitely was, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean like, and, and I think in terms of interviews, like anybody can interview anybody. I, I really believe this. And, and, you know, in terms of like the first interview that I ever did, I did it with my cousin right? Like it was the first ever. And I called him up like a day before I was like, yo, let's do this. He was like, bet done. Right. Like, and we talked for two hours and five minutes about, well, loosely about democracy and it dying and politics with limited research. And it's really not my best work. Uh, <laughs> I keep it up there just to remind myself of like, oh man, you have come a long way from a year, but for, hey, for the first episode, it was good. It was a good first episode, man. Um, and, you know, considering it was done in 48 hours uh, with 48 hours notice, 24 hours notice, whatever it was, I literally just, I, I thought it ended up pretty good. I set up a Zoom meeting, just hit record and we started talking. And that was like how this podcast began, you know, was an interview with my cousin about politics, which I mean, you you can judge it all you want, but you know, I thought it was cool, you know, and and yes, the conversation may have been loosely tied back to the topic of politics, but what was cool was I, I liked more so than the actual political talk that we had in the episode that the conversation that I really enjoyed was the stuff that we talked about, like outside of politics. I mean, like we would interrupt each other with like dumb stories or anecdotes and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's what people want to hear. Like if I was listening to this, I don't really care about the politics, TBH. Like what we were saying was very, you know, whatever. Like it wasn't like a very interesting conversation. But in terms of like the stories and like the fun little anecdotes and all that stuff, like I think that was what people wanted to listen to. And, you know, and like that was kind of the feedback I got. I got it was like, oh, it's too long. It was too convoluted. I get it. Right. It was very convoluted it was and but you know eventually like i that's what i started to incorporate i started to try to get people to tell stories and to tell 
you know, and that's like what is important of an interview. That's what I've learned. I think in those first interviews and particularly the first interview ever, what I learned was that stories are better. Stories are better. Anecdotes are better. Let people go on rants. Let people share their experience. Don't necessarily stick to the topic all the time. It can be fluid. You can be fluid with it. You can kind of move here and there and let it be tangential because that's what people like. People don't give a shit sometimes about, you know, the structural technical terms of a topic. Just let them have fun. Tell their stories. Tell all that, right? That's what's cool. And eventually after those like first couple interviews with friends, like I I got opportunities that I fucking in a million years never thought I would get with this podcast sitting at my desk. Like I have talked to people that I never, ever, ever thought I would get to talk to. And it was, it's single handedly been some of the coolest opportunities of my life. Um, and we're going to talk about that here. You know, the first interviews were tough. The first interviews, like, it was like, oh, okay, I got to reach out to this friend and we can talk to this friend and we can talk to that friend. And I interviewed a lot of my friends and they had a lot of fun and we have both had a lot of fun and I, I'm not taking anything away from those interviews, but I think the interviews where I got the most out of it was when we started talking about, you know, um, like when I started talking to like people, 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 like I interact, like I interacted with pretty big freaking names. And that was like, what was super cool about it. So let's get into this theme that I've kind of learned from my first year of podcasting, which is celebrating the little victories. Listen, content creating is a hundred percent a long game. This isn't something that you're just going to like, unless you're like, you know, freaking damn Daniel, you're not going to get into content creating overnight and then be like hot shit. That's what I learned very, 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 very quickly. The views go down after the first couple episodes because people lose the hype and your friends don't really care anymore because they're like, oh, it's regular, you know, it'll be there. And, you know, you, you lose views and then you kind of hit this plateau of like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like only, you know, whatever, 30 views or whatever it is, right? Like my, my view counts were going low and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, and then I got to interview like the first, the like, I think it was interviews like five through 10. I kind of hit a little hot streak is what I like to call my first hot streak on the podcast. And one of the very earliest victories of this podcast back in January of this year was getting to interview Grant Cohn. Oh my gosh. That was like, when that happened, when I actually got the interview and put it out on the internet, it was the biggest victory of my life. I felt I was on top of the freaking world. I was like, wow, I really got to interview this guy I'd been following for like five years as a sports journalist with the Niners. Like he's met my favorite players. He covers them on a daily basis. Like he knows what's up and I got to interview him and I got to interview him. And, you know, we had a good conversation after too. It was like, it was like, I it felt like I had hit, you know, heaven that for that interview. Right. He was someone I've followed for so long. And like, I thought was so cool. And I was so excited. I shot him a cold email out of nowhere. Right. In like December during the holidays, I was like, Hey, happy holidays, man. Like, would love to have you on the podcast. Totally understand if you're really busy. Cause like, you know, the season was wrapping up and all that. And I was like, let me know if you have some time, maybe in the off season hits me back. Not like two hours later is like, cool. Let's shoot for next week. I'm like, at that point I was like, whoa. <laughs> like I hit it. I hit the fucking podcast peak. Like it felt like I was going to interview freaking Brad Pitt. That's what it felt like, you know? And it was so freaking cool. And I, and I got to have the interview 
And there were moments in that interview where it like if I'm pinching myself. I was like, is this like a dream? Like, am I, is this actually happening? Like, this is so cool. And I, I felt like I almost didn't deserve to be in that conversation. But I think it ended up going really well. It was one of my best and inter- better interviews that I think I did. And it ended up going pretty well, which was which was nice. And, you know, I was, I was glad I got to uh, got to do that. But little funny story about this Grant interview, dude. Okay, so obviously the interview went great and it came out and everyone was super hype. And, and you know, like when it came out, all my friends were like, oh my God, you can read Grant. And like, you know, after that, like my family shared it with a bunch of their family and they really, a bunch of our extended family and they watched it and they really liked it. It like felt like I kind of hit a huge milestone when I got that interview, right? It felt like I hit some sort of relevancy. But before that, this is a story not a lot of people know. So the right before that interview, so we had scheduled the interview. We we're going back and forth in emails like, yo, does this time work? No, like, this, does this work? Does this work? Whatever, right? Got it. Got a time. And I thought I had the time. Here was what I did. I set the Zoom meeting for a day before. I set the Zoom meeting for a day before. I sent the link off to Grant. Didn't check because I was busy doing something else. I come back. <laughs> I come back. I literally like I'm going through my podcast email for fun. And he's like, hey, man, waiting in the Zoom room. Uh, no worries if you're late. And I check it. And it was like sent two and a half hours ago. I was like, fuck. And then I literally look at the I look at my email and I was like, oh, my God, I sent the Zoom meeting for t- for like Wednesday when the interview was supposed to be Thursday. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like I messed up. I messed up. I left. I left Grant Cohen on red. I was like, I was fucking anxiety ridden, dude. I literally like fucking texted my brother. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, he's not going to pick up. He's not going to pick up. Like if I, if I tell him like, oh my God, sorry. Like can we reschedule? Like I'm never going to get this. I messed up. My podcast career is over. Like this was it. I was done. Like, fuck, I'm done. I'm done. And then, um, you know, my whole family and my friends were like, dude, it's fine. He's, he's going to understand. He's been through this shit before. I'm sure. Like, just let, like, just email him again. See if he says anything. I emailed Grant. He was so nice to just be like, yo, it's totally fine. Like, we'll just reschedule to tomorrow and got it done. But yeah, that, when I got that email that said like waiting, take your time. I was, I had five heart attacks in a row. Like I, I it literally felt like I, I, my career was done before it started. Um, I, <laughs> I still get scared thinking about that email, dude. I was like, I was <laughs> like, I was freaking out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like one of the first real big victories that I think I had was the interview at Grant for sure. Uh, another big one for me was uh, the Sachin Kumar interview. This was like episode 10, I want to say, something somewhere around there. Uh, this is a, another big one because I was not sure how I landed him. I like DM'd him on Instagram. Very cold, very cold DM. Was like, yo, would love to have you on the podcast. I love your TikTok content. I love this. I love that. Shot him a DM. Boom. He responds. He's like, yo, I'm in. What time? And I'm like, okay, like, let's do it. And, and he was kind of popping at that time. He still is like, he's still doing great. He has like, you know, a lot of followers on TikTok. I think he's going to go places with social media creating. He's really talented. Um, and you know, we had a great conversation. That was one of the first like podcasts that I had that didn't feel like an interview. It was more so like a convo. Like we were just talking and we just recorded it. And I think it ended up going really well. Like a lot of my friends really enjoyed that episode a lot. Um, you know, we just had, it was, he's such a great guy to talk to. He's such a great dude. 
uh, you know, we talked for a bit after we talked for like half an hour, 45 minutes after the podcast and just about life and about creating and all of these things. And he's a really cool dude. Um, and just, yeah, that was just one of also one of my favorite episodes that I recorded. And, um, yeah, I posted clips on TikTok and stuff of the episode. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he was, he was definitely, he made the interview process a lot easier on me because he was just such a fun personality to talk to. So really enjoyed that one. And, you know, a lot of like my friends were like, dude, you interviewed like two really cool people back to back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And like, you know, it like suddenly felt like, damn, I could really do this. You know, like interviewing Grant, interviewing Sachin, interviewing Kid Kuza, like all of these like pretty, you know, decently big names, especially around here and like my community of friends. Like it was like, damn, like you could you could really you could really do this. Like you could, you could really make a killing. Like you could make a living out of this. You, you can, you, you can interview people of all sorts of types. And that's when I really started to make that confidence. And I was like, let's go baby. Like I can do this. I can do this for real. And that was like those little steps, those incremental steps led to bigger and bigger and bigger and have continued to lead me down to bigger and bigger, bigger, you know, uh, Pats, like, is there a highlight to this year? No, but I think there's several little highlights. Like, there was not like one big event that happened this year that I was like, you know, I didn't get to interview like Hassan Minaj this year or whatever, right? Um, but like, I think those first interviews were like really, you know, incremental steps to to where I was going. But you know, <laughs> there was a lot of victories. I love talking about the victories because those are a lot of fun to talk about. But there's a lot of L's too. Okay, this first year was riddled with a lot of fucking L's. Okay. And especially being like a rookie podcaster, rookie interviewer, rookie, like, you know, kid living in his parents' house, trying to interview like people of big, pretty decently sized platforms. You know, I was able to do it. Um, it's hard. People don't care about you. Frankly, you're the last thing on their priority list. That's the first thing you have to realize is being a podcast. You get humbled quick. Okay. I have shot probably thousands of the, at this point combined, thousands of dms emails uh texts uh cold calls everything you could probably imagine i've done right and to get guests because that's how hard it is i have like i mean i've also done like the fun cold calls like i've cold called jimmy garoppolo's agent he still has not gotten back to me don ye where you at bro where you at um yeah i cold called him he did not pick up like i've called agencies i've called i've texted people i've done this i've dealt with managers like it's a process okay to get that interview on youtube is a fucking process people cancel on you all the time i've okay i can name like five to six interviews that i thought i had in the bag that were set up ready to go and the day of like 40 minutes before I get a cancellation or, and they're like, we'll reschedule and they don't respond. Right. Like there were also times where I would be like, you know, that where I'd have it set up and they'd be like, Oh my gosh, yes, let's do it. I'd follow up. They wouldn't respond. I've, you know, everything that you could ever imagine, like, Oh yeah, I've waited. And even for some of these bigger interviews, dude, I've waited hours in front of my computer for some people to show up. Like, I'm not even joking. I've waited 40 minutes to two hours for people to show up. And I'm not going to name names. Like that's just rude. You know, I wouldn't want to do that, but like I've, I've waited a really freaking long time for people to come and for people to 
like come into the zoom room and all that, you know, and I I'll just, I'd be sitting there doing homework. I'd be sitting there getting more nervous. Like waiting in the zoom waiting room is fucking nerve wracking as like your guest is coming in, you know, cause you start thinking too much. I always liked it when, you know, they would be on time and just be like, all right, let's go, you know, right into it. And so I wouldn't be as nervous, but you know, I I've gotten cancellations and like, it, it makes you realize when you get canceled on by like relatively high profile people, it's like, who the fuck are you to demand like time from these successful people's day? Like that was my mentality at first. It was like, who, who am I? Like, I, who am I? Right. Like, you know, it, you got to Like, who the fuck are you? And like, to them, they're like, he's this fucking puny following. Like I get nothing out of this except, you know, charitable karma potentially like, fuck you. Right. Like, that's what, that's what I thought. Like, I was just like, oh man, like, okay, whatever, you know, but you just got to keep going. You just, like, I've had a lot of people cancel on me. You just keep going, bro. You keep, you have to, I just kept going. I kept putting content out there. I just kept putting a smile on my face and being like, yo, I got, you know, there were times where I'd get like, I had high profile people planned, canceled, call up a friend. Two hours later, you'd be on a zoom call podcasting. Like that's the type of shit you got to do. You know, you gotta, you gotta always just like fucking try something and do some other thing and this, that, and the other. And, and you know, I think that's, I think that's really cool. Uh, I, I think you just have to continue to want to, to have more. And that's, that's the key here. Uh, I also like, I think early on in interviews in particular, like I really struggled to come up with questions uh, or not like come up with questions or like started to get regrets when it came to questions, because early on, I felt really conservative. I was like, I don't want to piss people off. Right. Uh, and I was sticking to a script and like, I really like, I, and I, I can sense, like, I have this good sense when I can get like a golden soundbite out of someone where I can like kind of shift the line of questioning to like where I want to go. Right. But I wouldn't take the golden soundbite because I was afraid of, I would come off wrong or I'd come off aggressive or something like that. And so I'd back off because interviews are all mind games. That's what you don't realize. I think when you're interviewing people, it's all a mind game. You're sitting there and you're looking at them and you're hearing their answers and you're like, okay, what's going to like shift them this way what can i do to shift them that way what can i do to shift them to make this conversation go to another level right and so like you're always thinking about this stuff and you know i and like i didn't really have like golden chances that like especially early like people would be like you know i have this story and you, but it might take a while right and then you're i was like oh like you know yeah don't worry about it but like, as I moved on as a podcaster, one of the main lessons I learned to be like, you know, I have a story, but it's really long. I'm like, go for it. I got the time. I got all the fucking time in the world. You tell me this story right now. And then the story would be great. And it would be, it would make great freaking material. And it was like, boom, like that was, that was your soundbite. And so you have to like really get it out of people. Sometimes you have to just be like, yo, I am here for you. You tell me whatever it is you need. You want to rant about something, rant 15 minutes. I will sit here and listen to you rant. I don't care right? You have to like, you have to really like put your ego aside sometimes and like stick, not stick to the script all the time and just be willing to just go off script completely. Because I've had the interviews that I've done that have ended up being some of the better ones. And I really appreciated that. Um, and yeah, I do regret some of the early interviews because I had golden opportunities and I, I definitely squandered them. Uh, another big struggle, man, is getting views. Whether you like it or not, content creators live on views. We live on our content getting spread to other people. And I still struggle with that. You know, I still feel like I make quality content. I feel like the content quality itself is valuable, 
but the way it looks may not be great. You know, that's something I've definitely worked on. And I think I've gotten a lot better as time has gone on. Um, but yeah, I feel like people didn't want to watch it or like the content was bad. I didn't know. Especially particularly early on. It's, it's very, uh, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, and also like, dude, <laughs> mental health for creators goes so up and down. <laughs> it's li- like, you're literally living like this wall street life, bro. Cause you're, there will be days where you are the highest of highs. Cause you'll be like, I got grant. Like I was saying, right? Like I was just on top of the freaking world. I was euphoria. And there are days that I was low. I was like, I'm never going to get another interview again because no one has responded to like the 200 emails and DMS that I've sent out. And I am never, ever going to make it in this industry, any of that. And I haven't made it yet. I still haven't made it. But like, you know, I feel confident. I feel confident in myself that I'm going to make it one day. But, you know, you feel days. There are days where you're like, fuck this. Like, I don't want, like, why don't I, why did I not go corporate again? Like, I forget, you know? And, um, and like, that's definitely like, you have those questions in your mind. I think every creator, rapper, musician, whatever it is, like who kind of makes their money off a talent knows that you know? So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really what it is. But I think dude, life, life gets busy and I get it, dude, with these, with these people that these create like the other people that I had to interview. And that's like why I'm going to get into this, you know, next is that I really was just like, why do I depend on people for this? Like I depend on people to make content. I should be able to make content on my own. I should be able to be self-sufficient. You know, I should not be a creator that depends on other guests to come on the show. I don't have the platform to just reach out to someone and be like, yo, come through. And they'd be like, bet. And they'd confirm the time and they'd be, you know, be there. Like, I'm not like, is it worth waiting two hours like for an interview every time? Like, is that worth it? Like, and that was like the questions that kept coming into my mind. And I was like, are your interviews getting stale? Like, I feel like I'm asking this uh, similar questions. I feel like I'm not going anywhere as a creator. Like, I want to move. I want to move somewhere. Right. And of course, I love the fact that like my I got to interview my friends and my family and all of these various people on the podcast, which was great and fantastic and awesome. But at the same time, I was like, I need to move. I need to move. I need to change. I need to change. And so that's why I decided kind of halfway through this year, like I was really kind of I finished this big streak of interviews. I was like, okay, And then I took like a month off in the summer of just no creating just like really trying to like think about like where do you want this to go because you can't always just be creating 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 if you don't know where you want to go and i really had no direction at a certain point i released my last interview it was like episode 24 and i was one away from 25 and i was like i want to do something special i want to do something special and i sent a bunch of emails out and i got no responses and it was the summer and i was like dead it was literally dead no one no one was saying anything and i was like okay i don't know what to do and so i literally took 2 weeks off just kind of chilled my head out and I was like, it just, finals had just ended at school. So I was like, okay, like just chill for a little bit, like figure out whatever it is you want to do and then just attack it. And then that's when like the TikTok page and all that stuff started coming. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just bolster my social media at this point. And that's exactly what I started doing. I started clipping everything. I started making stuff. I started making social media content. And then that's when I realized like, whoa, what if we go solo? What if we just try like solo episodes about like trending topics? And then that was like, boom, that's where the Changabi show was born right there, right there was like, why don't I just try doing this shit solo? And 
that was, you know, it was, it was great. And like, I, so I kind of was like experimenting with different formats to do with the solo thing, you know, the 40 minutes and pushups and all that stuff, you know, that was kind of earlier on in, in the Changabi show. Um, and you know, I was trying new things and the point of the Changabi show, man, and I'll keep it simple. It's, it was just to be lighthearted and fun, but also be able to talk about all sorts of different topics that people aren't talking about. Right. Like, I feel like, particularly Gen Z creators. I feel like every Gen Z creator is talking about, you know, fucking Brittany Renner and PJ Washington or like, you know, um, what's another big pop culture headline now, right? Like for freaking, uh, see, I don't even know, right? Like I can't even, I can't even think of pop. I, I wanted to like really dig into like questions behind pop culture. Like why do people do some certain things the way they do? Why did they do this? Why did they do that? Even with sports, I was like, everybody is talking about, there are so, there are millions of content creators who are making content about, you know, the loss of the San Francisco 49ers, the Indianapolis Colts, or the win of the 49ers against the Chicago Bears, right? And talking big picture. That's what Grant does. He's great at that. He, that's how he makes his money. I don't want to do that. I don't want to make content just about that. I want to talk about like the questions behind sports, right? How does culture shape the way that Bay Area sports teams have been able to play? Yes, sometimes I'll re- the problem with sports fans, right? Like things like that. Just like why why are sports fans so loyal to athletes that don't even acknowledge their presence half the time, right? Like th- these types of questions that I like like to have because those aren't things that necessarily people are talking about. People are already talking about the analysis of Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance and and all the players on the teams, but no one is talking about like the the statistics behind these things as well. You know the. Or not the statistics, but but like the underlying questions behind certain societal concepts of sports, right? And it's the same thing with the news. Like with the news, well, with the news, it's hella easy because people don't like watch the right news, right? And I feel like people get information from talking heads, Cuomo, Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. But like there is so much like international news is what I realized. And I think this is really what I want to like, I'm trying to get the focus is international news because there's so much global headlines going on that are so important to the way that we look at America that like the way that we view the world that like people need to know, bro. People are so obsessed with like, you know, Charlie D'Amelio's next TikTok that no one is really giving a shit about the international crisis that's going on in Yemen, right? Stuff like that. And so once you break it down, like once you like, and like, I feel like the Shangabi show does a really good job. And like, I'm trying to do a better job of like breaking down these complicated concepts that are inaccessible to people and making them more accessible to everybody, you know, in all sorts of categories. And, and also it's to be lighthearted and fun. Like, I feel like I, I do show off some of my personality on the show. Like I, I have, I try to have fun, you know, I try to be more lighthearted and, and give like a, people a good overview as to like the world view, you know, not just one aspect of the world not just sports not just pop culture not just the news but like the bigger picture that's what it is it's the chengavi show is showing off the bigger picture and uh and honestly like i can tell you this right off the bat like when i first started this show i felt right i was like oh this is this is exactly what i want to do like this is literally like this was everything i ever wanted like i i I just like that first episode i recorded it i was like this is great like this is fantastic like, this is everything. This is this is like how I want to be. I want to be solo. I want to do this. Like interviews are great, and I love interviewing people. Don't get me wrong. Like that's a whole separate, you know, psychology and mind games that you get to play, and that's that's a fun, fun, fun time. But getting to getting to do a whole show about the world where you just get to talk about your opinions and all of that stuff is like ah, like that's exactly what I wanted. 
That's exactly what I wanted. And show off a little bit of my personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I wanted. And, and it just felt right. And each episode, like I challenge myself, I'm like, yo, push yourself to do this topic, push yourself to do that. Like, let's do, let's do a topic about this thing. Let's do, let's do a controversial opinion. Let's, let's release a controversial opinion about Dave Chappelle on the internet, which is something that two years ago, I would have freaking cried. I would not have done it. Right. And I did it. I did that. You may not agree with me half the time. That's fine. You may not agree with me. You may not agree with the fact that I said Osama bin Laden was a genius, right? All of these completely controversial opinions. You may not agree with the fact that I'm talking about abortion as a man. Uh, like, I mean, that's a whole separate conversation. But like, I am pushing myself out of my comfort zone to provide like really good information, to be lighthearted, to be fun, to talk about all of these things. And I think, I think that's really cool. And I think like I'm on the right track in that regard because people people are looking for that. People are looking for kind of a, a more balanced, a more like lighthearted, fun take on the world because everything that we see in mainstream media is like the world is falling apart. It's dystopian. Everything is shitty. But I'm like, yo, yeah, the world may suck. Yeah. But also that could totally be the media's perception of it. Like, let's just have fun. We're here. We're here now. We're living now. Let's make the most of it. And let's learn a little bit while also having a little bit of fun. That's my goal with the Changabi show. And and uh, and that's what I really wanted to tell you guys about was the Changabi show and just how how much like I have improved. Uh, or like I feel like this the Changabi show is just, you know, um beneficial. And I, I hope you guys are getting value out of it because if you aren't, then that sucks, you know? Then maybe I have to change something or something. <sighs> Very nice. Very nice. Got coffee. Big improvements. So let's talk a little bit about some of the improvements that I feel like I've made throughout this year because I feel like there there has been a few. And I think I think uh one of the main improvements, and this is like more of a self-reflection exercise for me than any value to you guys, but I mean you feel free to like tell me where I have improved, where I haven't improved, where I need to improve. I'm always open to constructive criticism, literally all the time. You can DM me and be like, fuck your show, and I'll be like, Great, why? Tear into it. Tell me. Right? Because that's the point. That's how you get better. So my biggest improvement that I feel like I have made personally is the social media, right? I feel like my Instagram game right now on my stories is really, really good on both my personal and my podcast accounts. I feel like people are interacting with it. People are writing about in like the thought bubbles. People are really getting into like that late night question shit that I've been posting. I feel like that has done really, really, really well. And I feel like I ask good questions so that people, you know, are interested, right? And people like have an opinion. People have, people are like, yo, like this, that, and I can get more personal with you, right? I could be like, do you want to have kids? That's what I asked last night, right? And people were like all over it. People were, some people were like, no, some people were like, yes. Some people were posting their opinions in the thought bubbles, all of that stuff. That's great. That is great. That's literally what I want. I want to create a discussion. I want to create a conversation that we're all having. I, this this show, this podcast, this whole experience that I'm trying to provide to everybody should not be just me going blah, 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 blah. I eventually want to get to the point where I have Instagram lives and I can bring people on and we can have productive conversations about issues. We can have productive conversations about what's going on in society and we can talk about worldviews and we can talk about the bigger picture and have fun. Like that is my goal. That is my goal to like discussions like, oh, like I love it, you know? Also, another thing is like TikTok. TikTok, my TikTok game has been on point recently, dude. I've been putting in the work on that front. I've been putting up clips from all the Changavi shows, try to put up one to two clips a day, various sports takes. You know, I feel like I'm pretty balanced on TikTok as well um, in terms of like the content that I provide. 
Um, you know, and I feel like I, I feel like the TikTok TikTok is really appreciated. There's been a couple TikToks where like I see kind of decent engagement, you know, like I've gotten like, you know, a few hundred, like a hundred likes and like a few comments and people are like, I've never thought of it that way. Or like, I think of it like this, what do you think? And then like, it just turns into this whole discourse in the comments. Like that makes me so happy. I'm like, let's make discourse. Like I want conversation. And like, when I saw that in my TikToks, like I literally was like, oh, like this is exactly what I want in my life. Like I want conversations, productive conversations, not arguments, right? That is what I want. I do not want the show to be me saying blah, 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 blah. No audience interaction. I want the show to be like, hey, I'm talking, but you have an opportunity to respond back to me through Instagram, through DMs, through, um, what's it called? Through like eventually, you know, call-in shows maybe like totally, you know, like radio style where I'm like, yo, like here's this caller. Like that's like the idea. That's where I want to go. Like I want to create these great conversations that we can have about issues that I talk about on the Changabi show. My job on the Changabi show is to provide my take and be like, yo, this is how I feel about a certain issue and bring up conversation topics. And then you guys, your job and like, not even your job, but if you want to, you can respond and you can have a conversation with me. That is what I want to have. Like that is the goal of this whole thing is creating productive conversations, not just me spilling my opinion and having no, like uh, no, like, you know, open-mindedness to change. Like that is, yeah, that is not right. I want this to be a free-flowing conversation. And that is exactly what I'm looking for. And I feel like I'm getting better at like having my personality out there, I think, too. Like my personality is, you know, I I've always felt that like people wouldn't like my personality because, you know, it was super uh like I'm very dry, I'm very sarcastic, I'm very uh I'm very loud. I can be very loud. I have loud voice inflection. Uh and like throughout my life, I've been like people have just like clowned me. They're like, yo, like tone it down, tone it down. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you be, be a little more cognizant to the people around you, all of that stuff. And like, yeah, I think to a certain extent I do need to, right. I'm not on this show. I don't, I think I do a good job on this show of like towing the line and not, you know, crossing lines and stuff. But in life, I think people have said that and I can be very sarcastic at times and I get it, you know, like I, I understand why people say that, but, um, but I feel like on the show, I do a really good job of showing a personality. I feel like on these podcasts, I do a good job of like showing off who I really am, like as an individual, like expressing myself. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like people don't, people have applauded that, which is really nice. Um, and it hasn't been, you know, as bad as I thought it would be if I showed my personality, you know, and, and that's another thing, dude, is people don't care, but, but yeah. So anyway, uh, and I think the last thing I've, I've really improved on is I do a good job of being partial on some issues. I want to say some issues in all caps, right? Some issues. Um, I do like the abortion episode was a big accomplishment for me. Like that was something I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do. I did a lot of research for it. I really worked hard on it. I made the episode happen. I kind of broke it down and I felt like a really approachable manner and people really dug it. People really liked it. I got a lot of positive feedback from it. And that was when I was like, okay, that's what I need to do. Like that, 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 if I'm partial in that way and then kind of share my opinion a little bit at the end, that is kind of what's good. The Chingavi show is a lot of opinion. I will give it that, right? There is a lot of opinion. I, and I, partiality is, you know, I try to be partial, but I do a good job. I feel like of bringing up being like, yo, this, this, and this, but you got to think of this, you know, and maybe I do need to do a better job of, of that. And I'm, I'm going to continue to improve in that aspect for sure. Uh, definitely.
So let's talk about like the needs improvement because we're not, this is a work in progress, right? We're, we're not completed. This is not a final product. I feel like this whole, this whole concept, this whole show, whatever video quality, video quality is the number one thing I feel like I need to improve in my life. Like <laughs> genuinely speaking, um, you know, like I, I got a new webcam, like I bought, I invested in some new equipment, all of that stuff. And I feel like it's gotten a slight bit better. It used to be really pixelated. I used to use my FaceTime camera in my laptop and it sucked. Now I have an attachment, so it's gotten a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I think lighting is another thing that I definitely need to work on. Like I've gotten Instagram comments being like, bro, please get better lighting. Like for the love of God. So that's definitely something I'm investing in. I'm looking into uh, buying some lighting uh, for the podcast, which I think would be cool. I think the led lights were like an experiment that I thought would bring like a really cool vibe to the room, but it looks hella weird on the video. Like it looks so bad. Like the side lighting looks terrible. It looks good. Like in terms of the overall video, like you can see my face and everything, but it just, there's something weird about it. Like I wasn't a big fan. I really want to get like a Chingabi show sign or something back here too. Like I, something like that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Do you guys have any ideas for like my lighting or like my pod setup? Like, please DM me. Like, I would love to hear it. Um, I'm trying to figure it out slowly, you know, I'm trying to figure out like what should I install? Like what can make this take this setup to like the next level where it looks real clean? Maybe I need to invest in an actual cannon. I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe that is what is going to like, you know, benefit this, like in an actual camera, like recording off of it and then like uploading it to the internet rather than like using this webcam. I don't know. I don't know. But I like StreamYard. This is like the platform that I use because I can just keep all my content saved within StreamYard and then just download it when I need to and then use like the internet web camera. But we'll figure something out. I'll, I'll definitely look into more of like a podcast work from home setup type thing. That's definitely something I need to work on. Um, I'm definitely going to work on getting more posters behind me. I know I have like the Drake stuff and like the Warriors and the Niners and the Kittle poster back here, but I definitely want to get like more podcast related stuff as well. Um, you know, some of my favorites, like I definitely want to get like a, uh, what's it called? I definitely want to get like a, a Malala poster like if that exists or like something like that and and maybe more of a uh a worldview vibe because we're not just sports here and music right maybe some more music artists too maybe a cole maybe a maybe uh you know maybe get some indie rock on there. maybe get a strokes poster i don't know we'll think about it like i'm just gonna get more visuals i think that's like my idea is just to cover these walls up with like different things besides just like faithful to the bay authentic fan all that shit which is great but i i still always will be but like you know i'm trying to change it up a little bit um I think I do need to get better with like, like TikTok in terms of like figuring out the algorithm. I'm not really great on the algorithm stuff. Like I'm not super technical with all that shit. So definitely need to improve in that department. Um, I feel like people are really fucking with like the content I'm putting up there, but I don't think it's necessary. I think I definitely need to figure out how to like hit it harder. Like be like, okay, yo, like I need to gain like a following on here so I can get a base and so I can make those lives happen and those discussions in that discourse, you know? So that's definitely something I'm working on. I've also been told that I've been, I'm pretty biased and like, I'm not inclusive. Uh, so again, like I've been saying, like, I really want to just include you guys a lot. I want you guys to feel like this is a two way conversation and not just me talking at you. So I want to figure out what is the best way for you all to get included in the process. I'm probably going to ask this on Instagram. Like, how do you guys feel included? Do you feel included right now in my podcast? Like I want, the goal is to like build a base of people of all sorts of diversity of thought with, you know, who are having a conversation with me, but also having a conversation with each other. And 
that, you know, I mean, that's, that's just going to take time, right? That's just, it's the way social media works. You, you don't build overnight. That's a myth, right? It happens to a certain, you know, lucky 0.01% of people. But for a lot of people, it takes years and years and years of getting your word out there, of getting people out there, of getting the conversation going. And once that conversation builds, like, boom, there you go. It's, you know, it'll work. It's, it's a process. It's a, it's a process. It's a long process. And, uh, and yeah, that's really what it is. Listen, okay, you guys probably, this is the next one I'm going to talk about. Advice, you're like, what the fuck? No, I don't need advice from this failing podcaster, which is true. I don't really have a lot figured out. Um, but I guess this is not necessarily just like a advice category. Uh, it's going to be more so like me talking about um, the, like, what is, what is my advice? Like, not my advice, but like, what are things that I've learned? I know, I know I've talked like a whole hour almost about this stuff. So let me, let me go real quick. Right. I feel like, you know, again, I, I can't give advice because I haven't achieved shit in my life. Right. Like I, this podcast, you know, has 500 plays on freaking Spotify. Right. It has, you know, 3000 views on YouTube, which is great. That's a, that's a huge, huge, huge progress compared to where I was last year. But do what you guys love. Like, I honestly beg every single one of you. I'm sitting here in this chair right now, and I'm telling you guys, do what you love, please, for the love of God. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you love freaking model trains, particularly in the Industrial Revolution era from the 15th century on. Like, I don't care. I don't care how niche it is. Just do what you want. Do what you love. Because no matter how stupid it may be or dumb or, you know, how societally dumb or, like, you know, whatever, like niche or whatever, like you won't make money, all of that shit. You only live once, man. You only live one freaking time. And you can't have other people in society telling you that you got to work this corporate communications job where, you know, you're going to do X, Y, and Z for the rest of your life and live in a cubicle, right? Don't, 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 bro. Don't fall into this trap of like that and i see so many of my friends falling into this bullshit trap and that's why i'm telling them i'm telling them and i'm telling you and i'm telling everybody that listens to this do what you want to do don't follow what like i love my parents i love i love a lot of aunties and uncles out there all love but listen if they're telling you get a nine-to-five job and they're saying that's the only way to succeed don't listen don't listen do what you want do what you want it's your life you know, I get your parents like immigrated here and are like a lot of our, like my parents immigrated here and they like, you know, provided me this beautiful life where I have the privilege to be able to do what I want. Right. I have the choice. Financial security is not a problem for me. I'm lucky that I'm in that position. Right. But for so long, for so long in my life, I've let family, peers, people close to me, society dictate like the way I look at life, right? Like, oh, do I need to get a nine to five job? Oh, I need to find this. I need to do that, right? Fuck that. Fuck that. Go after what you want. And if it, if you don't love it for like after a year, quit. Most of the people that listen to this are young, right? Like, like I'm talking 18 through 30, right? Or 29 maybe. And yeah, I mean, we're in our twenties. Most of us are in our twenties. Just be free. Do whatever it is you want. Try new shit. And if it fails, so what? You're 21. You have another freaking lifetime ahead of you to figure something out. You'll be fine. Just do what you want to do.
And I've honestly, like, I, that's what I've really, like, this motto for the last year has been is just do what I want to do. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm not going to care. And I have felt so good about it. I felt like I, yes, there are days where I definitely sit around and I'm like, were my parents right? Or like, was society right? Or like, was, you know, this, that, and other. And like, given I'm still in college, like I haven't really had a job or any of that. So I really can't, you know, give you full advice on all that. But man, I'll tell you this. When I shifted my mentality about a year ago, like December last year, and I was like, yo, I really want to do this full time. Like I, 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 at that point I was like, I want to drop out of school and I want to go for this full time because I think I have something special. And my, oh yeah. I mean, that was like a whole conversation, but <laughs> uh, which I'll get into maybe later. Uh, but you know, I wanted, I wanted to drop out of school to do this. And I still do. Like if I, if I had some sort of opportunity, I may, I may think about it. I may think about it, you know, but I'm not in that position right now where I can drop out of school just yet. But just, dude, try it. Do some fun shit. Have fun. Don't let what other people think get in your way. Even if it's content creating and you're posting all your weird opinions. Like, I do that. I do that. I have aunties. I literally have had aunties in my DMs DM me be like, you know, I don't know if you should be talking about that. You know, like, it is a very sensitive topic. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. When I talked about sex education, I've had multiple people be like, yo, yo, I think you crossed a line there. I don't think people are going to like that. I don't give a frick. What? What? Are you kidding me? No, don't listen to people, man. And if, especially if it's like this type of stuff, do what you want to do, have fun and just go for it. You only live one time. What the fuck else? Right? It's not like I've posted anything horrible. It's not like I've, you know, been a freaking anti-Semitist or, or anti-Semitic. Sorry, not anti-Semitic. It's not like I've been anti-Semitic or racist or homophobic or anything on the podcast. Like, no, no, I don't think I have, right? Like, just be yourself. Have fun. Don't do anything stupid, but have fun and do what you love. That is the most important thing that I've learned, honestly, in 21 years of life. If you don't do what you love, then you're going to hate it. You're going to hate yourself and that's not worth it. So do whatever it is you want to do, man. I truly believe that. Okay. I'm going to do this little game. I'll do this quickly. It's called a year ago. So basically I was thinking, I was like to myself, I was like a year ago, what was I freaking thinking when I was starting this thing? I started a whole year ago. It's insane. It's already insane to think about that. I started this whole thing a year ago. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, like I'm really, I really arrived. Uh, not really arrived, like, so to speak on the grand scheme of things, but like, I, I really feel like I've changed a lot. Um, but yeah, here it is. I mean, these are all the things I could think of a year ago. I never thought I would interview Grant Cohen. I really never did. And that, you know, I talked about that whole interview and how much that meant to me and like just everything in my life. And so that was cool. A year ago, I never thought I'd get to interview Karin Menon. Uh, that was an interview that didn't do well, like views wise. And people didn't really, I don't like watch, but that was one of my bigger interviews ever. Like, and that was, that was, it had, I feel like it had its flaws, but you know, it's a, it was a fun interview and it really meant a lot to me a year ago. I never thought that I would be talking to blue check marks on Instagram on a regular basis. That is probably one of the coolest things is like, you know, you see the verified thing and you're like, oh, they're in a different class or like level as you are. But I DM verified people all the freaking time. It's what I do. It's part of my job. Right. 
And so it's like, and interacting with the blue check marks is like the same as interacting with your friends. I, like, it's just, it's very cool though. It's cool to like be in that status level. Like I have the audacity to be interacting with so many of these blue check marks on Instagram. And that's not even a flex, dude. Like it's, and it's not like, you know, I'm interacting with champagne poppy on a daily basis. Like, no, I'm interacting with like pretty like low level blue check marks, but it's cool. It's really cool to like, just be able to DM them and like, you know, them respond and all this stuff. So that's cool. Never a year ago, I never thought I would be able to talk about politics and not be canceled. Talked a little bit about that. A year ago, I never thought I could talk about current events at a highly educated level. I feel like I did that. Of the abortion episode was huge for me. It was massive. A year ago, I never thought I would be, or I thought that I would be a business major. I'm not even gonna comment on that, bro. Like this is <laughs> this is pretty ridiculous. Uh, a year ago, I thought I was gonna be a nine to five job. I a year later, I don't think that I was I I would ever even think of that at this point, at least. A year ago, I thought working as a content creator or I thought being a content creator would never happen. Well, it did. A year ago, I never thought I would be able to I never thought that I would be able to uh manage this podcast on multiple socials. Check. And the point is <laughs> of that whole list is that a year in a year I've done a lot. In a year I've done a lot. But maybe we can play this game and three years or five years or 10 years or 20 years from now when I'm a hologram in your living room talking to you and I'd be like 20 years ago I never thought that I would surpass Joe Rogan in streams I don't know right like I, that would be kind of cool but like you know we never know and that is I think the coolest part of this whole situation is like we're just starting you're on the ground. We're on the ground, and there's just so much more to go. Um, one year down, a lifetime left, you know? So let's go. I'm so excited. I literally, I cannot tell you how pumped I am for the next year and for the next year after that and the year after that and for life. Like, I am I found this. I have it. I have it. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to like present the information to you guys and to just continue to have hopefully productive conversations and build a base and have fun. Okay. Last topic. And I let you out of here. I know I went over an hour, so I apologize, but real quick, I just want to give my thank yous, my thank yous real fast. Um, this podcast would not have been possible without a freaking village of people, right? This, this podcast took everybody, not just me. I didn't do anything compared to the amount of work that people have done for this and just the amount of support and love that people have shown. Um, so real quick, I, I, I wanted to do this, uh, real fast. Uh, first of course, thank the family, my parents, mom and dad, uh, without your guys' support, this podcast would not be a thing. Um, you know, it, you guys have always encouraged me to go after my passions and after what I want in life. And you guys have always known me to be like a wild child, so I'm going to kind of do whatever it is I want to do. So maybe you didn't really have a choice, but thank you guys. And thank you, dad, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I think people really liked your episode and they really did enjoy it. Um, to my brother, thank you so much for supporting. Uh, you've been one of my biggest supporters in this. I know you're a musician, so you kind of understand the struggle. I really do appreciate you for everything that you've done. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, hopefully both our careers take off one day, right? We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll prove the Indian narrative wrong. One brother at a time. Right. Um Sajel, thank you. You've always been you've been number one fan. Appreciate it. I uh thank you so much for supporting. Um, it's been, you know, I, I, you've been my biggest critiquer, so I've appreciated all the critiques that I've gotten from you. And you've also provided a lot of useful feedback that I hopefully have implemented. Um, but yeah, the whole family. So thank you guys so much. Um, friends, guys, you know who you are. Of course, I got to thank Nihar, my OG, my first podcast guest, dude. Thank you so much for everything. You've been, again, one of the first supporters of this thing. Really one of the first people who like made me believe that I could do this for real. Um, Mothingy, I can't forget about you. You've gotten me like eight podcast guests that I never thought I would be able to get. You're my network. uh, And you came on the podcast too. So thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Again, big supporter. uh, And everything that you've done has been awesome uh isaiah don't think i forgot about you bro came on the podcast um and also the fact that you designed my logo and you did that just out of nowhere and i no one asked you to do it and it was really really nice of you and that gesture has not gone unnoticed thank you thomas thank you so so much for everything uh you know you know uh just sending me all the podcast stuff sending me links commenting on my posts always making it a great time um, and then, uh, last one, uh, and then Iman, Rahul, all y'all, you know, shared my, my homies from high school. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Uh, you guys also have just been tremendous supporters of this whole thing. And I very much appreciate it. And lastly, I have to thank all my coworkers, you guys. Oh my gosh. Like I didn't want to tell you guys, I didn't tell any of my coworkers at the place I work because I was afraid of judgment and that they would think it was stupid and dumb and really, really dumb. But they have been the most supportive people of all time. Like I kid you not, like they support all my episodes. They watch, or like a lot of them watch all my episodes. A lot of them are just commenting. They love it. They really like my opinions and they think it's nuanced and they think it's cool. So, and the one person I have to thank above all with my coworkers is Jack. I mean, Jack has been the number one supporter at work. He's just, he put up a poster on like the bulletin board near the, you know, uh, supporting me. So I really do appreciate that, Jack. Thank you so, so much. I think, thank you all my coworkers for watching and just checking me out. It's, it really just means a lot. And it means a lot that like people don't judge me at particularly at work. That's why I didn't tell people. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. And thank you to lastly, to all the people that have followed, subscribed, liked, watched my videos. Like it does not go unnoticed guys. Like I genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart, like everything that you guys have done, it means so much to me. Um, and it's like every, every comment, like the comments on TikTok, the comments on Instagram, you know, uh, the shares, the likes, the, you know, uh, the disses, the, the trolls. I appreciate everybody. I really do. I appreciate every single person. I know I'm totally forgetting to thank someone and they're going to get really mad and they're probably going to DM me and be like, bro, you forgot to thank me. I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. You're canceled. So sorry if I forgot to thank you. I really was just thinking of people off the top of my head. Um, but yes, for all my OG supporters to all my, and of course, thank you to all my guests 
for coming on for taking some time out of your day and doing an interview uh when that happens so thank you everybody i really do i really mean it means a lot to me that uh so many people were able to kind of collaborate and help because this this podcast was not formed by one person this was everybody this was this was everybody this is this is you know from my coworkers to my friends to random people on Instagram sharing this to people liking to people, you know, everything, everything goes a long way. Every little gesture goes hundred percent a long way. And, um, it means a lot, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. And I really appreciate every single one of you. So thank you. Thank you. And yeah, <laughs> I know I said the word thank you a lot, but that's all I have to say. Um, you know, thank you guys again so much for watching this. If you liked the episode, like, like it, if you didn't like it, dislike it. So I know, uh, subscribe, follow me on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Instagram. All the links are going to be down below. So make sure you check all of them out, posting content daily everywhere. You know, the vibes and, and we got way more to come. This is just year one, baby. We have a lifetime to go. It's going to be exciting. Lots of fun stuff, lots more fun content. And hopefully, 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 hopefully one day we get full on conversations with people up in here. So thank you, everybody. Really means a lot that you guys have supported. You guys have made it this far into the episode. And yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys. Peace.